We're going to read our Holy Scriptures today from the Gospel according to Mark, the very first chapter. Traditionally, on this Sunday after Christmas, we talk about the baptism of Jesus. And so Mark 1 and 9 through 11, hear the word of God. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. Christ is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God God indeed. All right, who likes to dance? Gage likes to dance. Nick's pointing at Amanda, who I'm likes to. Dancer, thank you. Yeah, what's your favorite dance? Like the conga. The conga. <laughs> Kylan likes to dance. Yeah. You do? You like to dance? Oh, okay. He doesn't want to admit it in front of anybody. Um, I didn't say after two margaritas who likes to dance, but uh, maybe that would raise more hands. I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh, Nick. Okay, Nick. All right. Yes. All right, does anybody have a favorite dance, though, really, and why? I hate the Macarena because it's too hard. I can't do all the steps. I can't remember them all. I don't know what's next. It's coming at me too fast. Electric slide. Electric slide. Can you, can you do any? Do oh, you know gosh. Any? <laughs> how to, how to remind me. How, oh, here I, we I go. <laughs> okay, okay. We tried. We tried. We tried. Does anybody um, uh, dance and feel really sad when they're dancing? I mean, that's a weird thing, right? That would be a weird thing to feel. Maybe like a really slow dance by yourself would be sad, but (laughs) otherwise, usually when you're dancing, you feel pretty happy, pretty good, right? Today we start a sermon series called Back to School. We'll do it every January and August where we go back to school and we learn something Uh, that maybe we've overlooked in the scriptures, something that we need to go back to school and relearn or think about in a new way. And so we're going to focus on this thing called reconciliation for the next, oh, six weeks or so until the Lenten season starts. Big fancy word, reconciliation. What is reconciliation? Anybody got a guess? To make peace. To make peace. Ooh, good. Anybody want to raise gauge? Got a better bet? Reconciliation. To clarify what you need going forward. Okay, clarification for what you need going forward, Crystal. To restore something that was lost. Restore something that was lost. You guys are good. You told me the difference in forgiveness and reconciliation is forgiveness is about my heart and reconciliation is about yours. The relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we agree that reconcile has something to do about going back to something before. It has the the prefix re in it, right? So re means something that was before. We're doing it again, right? We're conciliating again. We're reconciling. It's kind of a complicated word if you think about it. But in order to understand reconciling, we have to kind of figure out what in the world God means by reconcile. What are we going back to? Do you all remember before you were born what your relationship with God looks like? <laughs> neither, neither do I. I don't know. <laughs> Twinkle in God's eye, right? So what, am I go- what are we going back to? What is this reconcile, this do-over, this bring it back again to something that was before? What does that even mean? 
And in order to really understand that, we got to go way back, okay? Way back past Jesus, way back past David, way back past Abraham, Moses, all the way to oh Genesis 1. What's before Genesis 1? Anybody know? <laughs> Who knows, right? Genesis 0. That's right, Kylan. So, <laughs> so in Genesis 0, there is just God, right? What does it look like? What's God doing? Big bearded guy sitting on a throne watching the Chiefs play. Is that what it is? What does it look like? What does God look like in Genesis 0? Before we're told what's going on in the universe, when there's just God, what does it look like? We got a little hint in today's scripture. We find out that this God is not alone, even though this God is alone. Is that confusing? In the Christian tradition, we believe in one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you hear that all the time. Does anybody understand that? I don't. <laughs> it's a mystery, right? The mystery of what we call the Trinity, the triune God we meet in the story today. Jesus is baptized and communes with the other persons of God, the Father and the Holy Spirit in this moment in the waters where John has baptized him. If we want a hint about what God must have looked like in Genesis 0, way back, thanks for that, Kylan, I'm always going to use that, <laughs> way back before the Bible, way back when it was just God, then we get some ideas from some of my favorite writers. So, Kylan, throw up on the screen the C.S. Lewis quote. Here's what C.S. Lewis thinks God looks like in eternity past. What Christians mean by the statement, God is love, is that the living dynamic activity of love has been going on in God forever and has created everything else. In Christianity, God is not a static thing, but a dynamic pulsating activity, almost, if you will not think me irreverent, a kind of dance. That's pretty cool. Huh? C.S. Lewis wrote Chronicles of Narnia, if you're a nerd like me but also wrote this great book called Mere Christianity. And C.S. Lewis pictures God as this dance in eternity between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So then there's this guy named Tim Keller who comes along behind C.S. Lewis and thinks he can say it better, and he does. He's really great. He just passed away last year. Powerful preacher. And so Tim Keller on the screen here will show his quote, The Life of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is characterized not by self-centeredness, but by mutual self-giving love. When we delight and serve someone else, we enter into a dynamic orbit around him or her. We center on the interests and desires of the other person. That creates a dance, particularly if there are three persons, each of whom moves around the other two. So it is, the Bible tells us. Each of the divine persons centers upon the others. None demands that the others revolve around them. Each voluntarily circles the other two, pouring love and delight and adoration into them. Each person of the Trinity loves, adores, defers to, and rejoices in the others. That creates a dynamic, pulsating dance of joy and love. 
the early Greek leaders of the Greek church had a word for this, perichoresis. Notice the root of the word choreography is within it. It means literally to dance or flow around. Pretty beautiful, huh? Did you ever think of your God as a dance? I love that picture. It changed the way I think about God. So it begs the question, if God is in eternity in this dance, not alone, but in this beautiful dance of love and worship, why in the world did God create us? What a mess. What was God thinking? A lot of people try to answer this question in history. So go way back in those ancient times. People would say, for example, in China, the god Nuwa created human beings because Nuwa was lonely and needed someone to keep Nuwa company. So please, come, let me make humans to keep me company because I'm alone. Another example is from the gods of ancient Greece. And some of them would create humans just for entertainment. Fun to watch us mess around and hurt each other and do stupid stuff. Like reality TV for the gods. That's why we were created. What do you think? Most people today don't really think God created us at all, but that we were kind of a spontaneous growth from a cosmic accident, a big explosion that by chance mingled just the right particles and material in just the right place at just the right time at just the right distance from a star on just the right size planet with just the right size moon at just the right distance with just the right thickness of atmosphere that life could exist. What an accident. <laughs> But that view is not altogether different from the silliness of ancient stories. It was just an accident. It was just for fun. It was just for loneliness. Gods were duking it out with each other, and oops, human beings appeared. Now, I believe in science, don't get me wrong, but I think it started somewhere, and I think that somewhere was what we call God. So, in the Christian tradition, God did not create us for entertainment, because God didn't need entertainment. God didn't create us because God was lonely. Because we've heard that God existed in community. Father, Son, and Spirit in eternity didn't need anything else. God did not create us on accident. Oops, <laughs> we were dancing and suddenly humans. God created us for one simple reason. Anybody want to guess? You want know, to take the punchline away from me? What do you think, Tim? Have you been reading your Anglican Catechism lately? <laughs> that's right, that's right. Specifically, God created us to join God's dance. That's it. God didn't need us. God is love, so God created human beings so we could participate in God's love. So we could dance with God in eternity. Now next week... We'll talk about how we mess that up, right? We just completely mess up the whole idea of dancing with God and joy and love and peace. That's next week. So if you want the really grimy, gritty stuff, come back next week. But today we want to absorb the reality that God created you and created me to join the dance. To go back, to reconcile, to go back to eternity past, to Genesis 0, where God existed in perfect joy and love and peace within God's self and wants us to join that. That's God's goal and mission. In John chapter 17, Jesus says a prayer, a powerful prayer, that 
God's believers would be one as Jesus and the Father are one. In other words, that as the Trinity is one God with many persons, three persons, the church would be one church with many persons. So close and intimate and loving with each other that it would be as if we were just one being, walking around serving and loving the world. In Ephesians chapter 2, Paul says that God takes different kinds of people and puts them together to make one people. This idea of reconciling, of pulling things back together into the dance of the Trinity. And so Tim will appreciate this. As the founder of Methodism, John Wesley was a good Anglican, and he would quote from the Catechism, the shorter Catechism of the Anglican Church, why did God create human beings? And literally it was to glorify God and enjoy God forever. So good answer. That's an old ancient way of saying to join the dance. That's all that is. To enjoy God forever and praise God forever. That's it. That's the goal. That's the end game. That's what we're returning back to again in this strange thing called reconciliation. So, with that in mind, if we're going to dance with God, what kind of dance do we want it to be? Macarena? The electric slide? (laughs) What does dancing with God look like? Have you thought about that? That's kind of your homework for the week. Before you come back next week, we have to think and meditate on one simple question. What would it be like to dance with God? To enter into that space of love and adoration, to forgive when it's hard to forgive, to reconcile when it's hard to reconcile, to start over when it's hard to start over, to to work with each other when it's hard to work together. We have different opinions, different backgrounds, different trauma, and we all come into the messy space together. And how do we dance in a way that honors God and invites God into that space so that we're dancing with God? The vision and mission of God is that we would join the dance of perfect love. This dance of perfect submission to one another, this dance of joy beyond circumstances, this dance of hope in the midst of darkness, a dance of peace in the midst of conflict, a dance of God. Reconcile. Go back to the dance we were invited to but rejected. God wants you. God created you and me to join this dance. So meditate this week. Consider why in the world you exist. The beauty of what it is just like Jesus coming up out of the water and communing with the Father and the Spirit, can you too dance with God? Let us pray.